0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of that know-it-all asshole and do not represent the views of Cryovato Records or its parent company of Felony in Progress. This program contains strong language. Please be advised. Get off. Get your hands off me, you sick idiot. You know what? Fuck you guys. I quit.
1: gutter the wrong side of the tracks here yeah, we come up from the gutter the wrong side of the tracks you know the music brought us our bait
2: and we ain't never been back that was the late great Lemmy kilmeister bringing us in with whorehouse blues so welcome back my little audiophile parishioners to our very own house of musical worship open air sonar where your tunes come loaded with trans fat and may be detrimental to your health if not taken in moderation uh so before we get rolling here i wanted to take a moment to read you an email i received from randy in hannibal missouri cool town name by the way dude i love it but uh anyway randy says i really enjoyed your show focused on industrial music uh, but I was a little disappointed you didn't bring up KMFDM. They are one of my favorite industrial acts, and maybe for future shows you can dedicate an entire show about KMFDM. Anyway, thanks for your time. Peace. Okay, Randy. Uh, let's address your first question. Uh, I too am a big fan of KMFDM and followed them from like their inception. Uh, but before, but but I, you know, I refer to them as like an Alcatraz band. Uh, they've been tore down and rebuilt so many times that hardly any of the original lineup is there anymore. But I get get it, Alcatraz is still an island, uh, as far as a dedicated show, that is possible, uh, they've made a ton of records, so, you know, definitely an option for our staff here at Open Air Sonar to investigate that, okay, Randy, okay, uh, so, send me an email at C-R-Y-O-V-A-T-O at gmail.com, a reply is guaranteed, hey, and it looks like we also need a new production assistant, so if you want to apply for a job here at Open Air Sonar, send me your resume, um, so on with today's show. Okay, kiddies, uh let's talk metal, okay, today. Uh I know there's a lot out there, but it's it's what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on a journey through my personal trip through metal and uh will see if, you know, today let's let's get into the nitty-gritty. So, uh we're going to go deep hard and fast. Um and uh for some of you out there, get your minds out of the porn hub and back into your brains, okay? My first pick is the title track from the 1970 release Black Sabbath. This track is considered by many to be the first example of doom metal, you know, with the super toned-down guitars and, you know, long, drawn-out riffs. So uh, stick around, and we will poke it with a stick. This is Black Sabbath with their title track Black Sabbath, and you're listening to Open Air Sonar. Was the Polka Talk Blues Band. Well, you know that's you know, when they changed their name to. You well, know, then they changed their name to Earth, uh, which Ozzy actually hated. Uh, before finally settling on Black Sabbath, uh, this album actually received a lot of negative response uh, from the music press, but it was a commercial success, which of course uh, led to their follow-up album *Paranoid*, which was phenomenal. Oh, excuse me. Uh, anyway. And by the time you know I started listening to you know metal around 1984, the band had already gotten rid of Ozzy because of his you know his vices. But uh, needing more, you know, I turned to Ozzy and his solo albums, which I absolutely loved. And uh, actually, funny story: Tony Iommi worked in some kind of factory, I guess. And on his last day, you know, he was was quitting his job to go play music full time, and. He accidentally cuts off the tip of his fingers, so he plays with a, a little metal prosthetic on his finger. Uh, the question I pose to you is, would Black Stab- Sabbath still have their same sound if that never happened? Uh, nobody knows um, unless Rick and Morty show up at your house, you know, and uh, it, you know maybe they'll take you on a trip. Give me money there, William Street, for doing you a little Will, uh, Rick and Morty plug, but uh, moving forward. Uh, so these boys from Germany have been playing music together since 1965 and were considered more or less hard rock, but uh, a lot of folks believe that the Scorpions album Love Drive was their, you know, their movement into metal, you know, towards metal, and uh, well, it melted my mind when I heard it the first time. So uh, this is the instrumental tune, Coast to Coast, from the 1979 album Love Drive. Um, Stay with us and we'll kick over it and see if it's still breathing. You're listening to Open Air Sona. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to Open Air Sonar, and that was the Scorpions with their instrumental cut, Coast to Coast, from the 1979 album Love Drive. Man, I I loved this album so much. Uh, You know, I think it really cemented the Scorpions formula of hard songs with uh, melodic ballads, and it ranked number 25 on IGN's 2007 list of the top 25 metal bands of all time. So uh, the album cover itself uh, would go on to cause controversy in the United States upon release. Uh, The original press had a man, you know, with a woman in the back of a car, you know, like a limousine or something. And uh, the man's hand was on the woman's breast, and as he was pulling away, it was like sticking like gum, you know. It was really cool. I I have a press. But um, in a 2010 interview, frontman Klaus Main said, uh, We didn't know it would be a problem in the U.S. Women flash us all the time on tour. Yeah. Yeah, well... I guess even back in 1980 and 79, we were still prudes of the world. But anyway, uh, moving on down the line. So as with any decent intro into, you know, descent into metal, you got to go harder, faster and louder, you know. And uh, what fell in my lap was an album from four guys from L.A., uh, Too Fast for Love by Motley Crue. You know, it melted my brain, dude. It really did. I loved it. Uh, I was floored by Livewire, you know, the, you know from, the, from then on I was hooked, you know, and so without further ado, here is Livewire from the 1981 release of Too Fast for Love from Motley Crue. This is Open Air Sonar. <laughs>
3: Little bit better A little bit
2: Welcome back to Open Air Sonar. That was Live Wire from the 1981 release of Too Fast for Love. Uh, you know, this song is one that made me just fall in love with Motley Crue, man. And uh, you know, plus this, the video that with you know, that went with it with Nikki Six, you know, and he's on stage and his la- his legs are ablaze, you know, man, that was fucking cool shit. Uh, the first edition pressing of the original Too Fast for Love was only limited to 900 copies. Uh, you know, they were still with a pretty small label at the time, Leather Records. Uh, but uh, the original had white lettering on it. Um, you know, then they they switched to Electro Records, and the rest is history. Um, but out of the 900 original copies pressed under Leather Records, only about three are known to exist, uh, which means you know, they could run into the tens of thousands of dollars depending on, uh, you know, condition, but, uh, I still loved everything they did, but, uh, you know, I've got to see them live multiple times, and, uh, you know, in the end, I think their vices caught up, and they ran out of gas, you know, just like any other, you know, band that just takes it to the excess, but I still love them, I still love them today, but, uh, thanks for the fun, boys. Anyway, I still craved more, you know, almost like a drug, uh, then one, you know, faithful Saturday night, I'm watching Headbangers Ball, you know, all home by myself. Got a giant jug of that, you know, nasty-ass Carlo Rossi, uh, you know, some nasty-ass dank brown weed, and a little Caesar's Pizza Man, and that was like my Saturday uh, when I was younger. But um, anyway, I d- a song came on when I was watching, and it, it hit my brain like a bolt of lightning. And uh, and that is when I met Eddie Maiden, uh, you know. Who were these madmen from England? You know. Anyway, I just I needed to know more. So, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna play you the Trooper uh, from the 1983 release of Peace of Mind. Um, So stick with me, and we'll dig up the bloody, you know, the bloated corpse of Ed Maiden. And this is the Trooper on Open Air Sonar. Open air sonar, and that was The Trooper from 1983's release of Peace of Mind. You know, this was the first album to really feature Nico McBrain, who had just left the band Trust to join Iron Maiden. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, The Trooper was, you know, actually written by founding member Steve Harris, uh, and he used and he, you know, he took in- inspiration from the tune, you know, for the tune for the charge of the Light Brigade at the Battle of Balaclava. In the 1854, which took place during the Crimean War, Uh, and also a poem by Lord Tennyson of the same name, Uh, but it did bring about some controversy as well. In 2005, they were uh, you know touring the U.S. with Ozfest. Oh man, I got to see that show before they got booted, and it was fucking phenomenal. But anyway, Sharon Osbourne got upset because you know Dickinson, you know whenever they would do the Trooper, you know Dickinson would come running out on stage and have a giant Union Jack, you know, and uh, wherever they, you know, did the song, and so Sharon, you know, and her, you know, normal self took offense with it by saying it was disrespectful to fly it in the U.S. while troops were fighting alongside, you know, uh, troops, you know, British troops in Afghanistan at the time, but uh, anyway, they got kicked off the show, and, you know, by that uptight broad, and, but it happens, but I still love everything they've ever made, um, you know, they've, everything they've always done has just been absolutely phenomenal. So uh, thank you, Eddie, and hope to see you guys in the future. Uh, right now, I think it is time for us to take a little break. Um, I'm going to go and get a cherry Coke and have a smoke and take a toke. Uh-huh. Look at, I'm a rhymer. Anyway, uh, so by all means, stick around for the ads, and uh, we'll be back. This is Open Air Sonar.
4: Hey, I'm Wolfman Jack, and I just want to let you in on what I think is a fantastic collection of 45 of the best 45s. You know, if your Wolfman says they the best, you better believe it. Man, when it comes to music, I know, Flo. (laughs) These original oldies but goodies are all close friends who's going to be right there with you when you need them. I tell you, this record collection captures all the original raptures of the 50s and the 60s. Some of the best groups, best artists and best songs. Oh, I tell you, I love this business. And I love those great old songs, too. Yes, indeedy, Speedy, the old fans, presenting a rockin' toast and a rollin' most with artists like Little Richard, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Richie Ballins, the Shirelles, the Crests, Jerry Butler, the Turtles, the Isley Brothers, and so many, many more. You know, sharing is caring, so Fairway Records and I want you to enjoy the original 45 with the best of the 45. And I mean to tell you, there's so many fantastic hits here, it takes three records to hold them all. It's a toe curling blend of sunshine and sound, and you won't find it on any floor of any store. No way, Ray, because this set won't be offered anywhere but right here. So get down with the old Wolfman and get the best. Three records with 45 of the best 45s, and it's only $7.99 for all three records. Only $9.99 for two big eight-track tapes. I tell you, you're going to love it. I mean, when it comes to music, the old wolf man knows. If I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> 45 of the best 45s. So let me hear from you. And remember, the old wolf man loves you. Yes, I do.
2: Dave Mustaine once said, uh, "Pop and metal are not friends. Each knows exactly where the other lives and tries to keep its distance. They chose different streets, neighborhoods, and zip codes." Wise words from a cool-ass fucker. And I think the message got blurred with our next band. And, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I've been a you know a huge fan since their inception uh, I just feel that they took the wrong turn somewhere and I think it started with an album called Saint Anger I always felt that metal spoke to me in ways that no other music could Uh, it seemed to know exactly what to say at the right time Metallica always seemed to deliver especially their early albums Uh, in my younger years we were always the outsiders with our you know black jeans white high tops you know metal up your ass t-shirt and the Levi cut Uh, Anyway, uh, here is Disposable Heroes from the 1986 release, Master of Puppets from Metallica. Stick around, got a lot to say. This is Open Air Sonar. That was Metallica with Disposable Heroes from the 1986 release Master of Puppets, and this is Open Air Sonar. So anyways, I always tried to believe that metal was the music of the blue collar, you know, uh, the tunes for the disadvantaged, you know, an escape from the norm of conformity with, you know, modern society. Now don't get me wrong, you know, I still have a place in my heart for Metallica. Fuck man, you know, they got me through high school. But I think that the departure of Jason Newstead, the Napster debacle, you know, Lars selling million-dollar paintings right before our eyes, I think it made a lot of their more hardened fans uh, left, felt left out in the cold. Uh, but "Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice For All, you know, the Black Album, this music got me through the day, and I cherish it still. But anyway, okay, now I pose a question for you. If Metallica had not kicked Dave Mustaine out of the band, You know, would we have the ass-kicker today that is the one and only Megadeth? Uh, Another question. uh, We'll probably make a great Rick and Morty episode. But uh, Dave is a a phenomenal musician and writer. So I'm going to go ahead and play the darkest hour from So Far, So Good, So What. And when we come back, I will open your eyes to Vic Rattlehead. Stick around. Go through our days here on earth, you know, asking ourselves the dumbest questions. You know, is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, can a dog see in color? You know, what time is my favorite show on? But Dave Mustaine opened the eyes and minds to a huge population of young, disenfranchised youth to the real questions to understand, you know, the vile nature of those who govern the populace, you know, man, and uh, the evil, you know, the deceit, the violence, and the hypocrisy of those who let power and money control their lives. And for me, it was like an awakening. I mean, I had a good idea that our leaders were scumbags, but uh, with the help of Dave and Vic Rattlehead, you know, it, brought, it helped bring it into reality. Um, but listen, if you guys get the chance, you know, watch the film Murder in the Front Row, and it will show you these guys, you know, they were just like us once, man. You know, and I loved every Megadeth album, you know, Killing is My Business and Business is Good. Um, You know, so far, so good, so what? You know, peace sells, Rust in peace. You know, these these albums were anthem to me. You know, back in the day, but and I still love them to this day. But um, anyway, um, now we're gonna go ahead and leave the Bay Area and head east to New York. All right. So uh, where a couple of guys, you know, introduced us to the Not Man, and uh, this is I am the Man or I am the Law actually from the 1987 release of Among the Living. Uh, this album was actually made as a dedication record to the late great Cliff Burton, who died in a bus accident uh, n- shortly, you know, before this album was released. So um, stick around with us, and uh, we got two more songs to get through after this. So uh, sticking around, you're listening to Open Air Sonar. <laughs> described as the pillar of Anthrax and their place in the thrash music scene. And I believe it to be one of the crowning achievements, you know, and, and then they paved the way for rap to be infused with thrash songs like, you know, I Am The Man and, you know, Bring The Noise, you know, with Public Enemy and, you know, bringing us cool bands like, you know, Biohazard and, you know, also being a huge comic sleuth fan myself. I loved the subject matter of Judge Dredd. You know, for I Am The Law and, you know, fucking loved it, man. So, anyway, we're going to move on to our next song here. Um, God, I I just don't know what to say about these guys, man. But I do have a lot to say when we come back after this bad boy. So, uh, please stick around with me. This is Slayer, Raining Blood on open air sonar. Stay with us. So, Rain and Blood uh, you know, was released in 1986 to much acclaimed and uh, most fans and music press believe this album introduced Slater to a more mainstream audiences. Uh, but the music and you know and the record covers alone caused serious controversy. You know the Advangicals needed a bad guy. Uh, but really in the end, they were only fighting themselves. You know, the, the version of Satanism that was portrayed by Slayer was an idea invented by Christians. Because, you know, if you study true Satanism, there is no sacrifice or, you know, blood drinking or any of that crap. It's 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 really about indulgence and really doing what you want in life. But uh, take it easy, guys. I am not a Satanist or a Christian, for that matter. I simply believe that if I'm a good person, I will be all right in the afterlife. So, uh... On that note, I'm going to go ahead and cut out now and drop a little tribute to the folks in today's show who didn't make it this far. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lemmy Kilmeister, Mr. Cliff Burton, Mr. Jeff Hanneman, and last but never least, Mr. Bon Scott. So here is the last song that I'm going to leave you with today. It was the last song ever recorded by Mr. Scott with ACDC, so here is right on. Take care, all. Join me again next week, all right? Take care.
0: It's another lonely evening In another lonely town But I ain't too young to worry I ain't too old to cry When a woman gets me down Got another empty bottle Mm, In another empty bed Ain't too young to admit it I'm not too old to lie I'm just another empty head